Yo, what's up? This is Bring the Noise Podcast with yours truly, Straight the Clipper. Coming at you, another episode, another week, and you know what it is. We're going to do another album review today. And this one is from a group called People Under the Stairs. And the album is called OST. This was released on June 4th, 2002. So yes, this isn't... uh, quote-unquote, old, old-school album. But nonetheless, these early 2000 albums are now considered old-school themselves. But this one's different, all right? People Under the Stairs is a traditional hip-hop duo, all right? That's right, it's a duo. You got MC Thess One, and you got Double K, who is also an MC, but the DJ for this group, and... um, First off, dedicate this episode to Double K. He passed away last year in January, so uh, we'll just dedicate this episode to him. Memory of Double K. So, here's the thing with this album. This album is what I call, in the in the early 2000s, a lot of hip-hop stopped sampling, started using like in-house beats. Like Not that that's bad or anything, but... Basically, they were doing this because they to to use samples back in the day, get them cleared, pay out whatever happened. If you didn't get a sample clear, you might have to pay a fuck ton of money to whoever you know originally did that song or whatnot. And so, a lot of MCs just basically were like, "I don't want to deal with the hassle." They got away with it, and that's when hip hop kind of really changed because hip hop was always based off of sampling, digging in the crates. You know, digging in the crates means going to a record store, buying a bunch of vinyl, taking it back, listening to it, trying to find something that you could use to loop or sample or, you know, do whatever you did. And MCs would use multiple samples to create a whole different song. So MCs started getting away from this a little bit People Under the Stairs are a type of hip-hop in the early 2000s that was keeping the art of sampling alive. So this album is like an updated, you know, it's it definitely sounds crisper and clearer than, you know, early 90s, late 80s albums, but they use the same formula that hip-hop was basically born from and based off of using samples, trying to find obscure samples to use. And that's what that's the magic of hip-hop. That's the best hip-hop to me. Anyway, nothing against, you know, not doing that. There's still plenty of beats that I like that, you know, people like Swiss Beats or, you know, producers that don't use samples. That's still fine, but it lacks what I call soul. Like, it doesn't... It feels like it's just a hollow beat, where when you sample, it's like you're recreating some of these tracks that just have like soul in them and it's just it's again i i absolutely love the art of sampling i think it's amazing despite what some older generations may think they think it's stealing this that and whatever but man you gotta have it's an art form it really is like and 
here what I'm getting at is this album does that just that 100% and it encompasses tr- basically real hip hop. So in 2002 releasing an album like this, people under the stairs are definitely underground. They fall into the same category as dilated peoples or Jurassic five kind of in that hip hop. Like at the time it was like a modern day, you know, tribe called quest. They, these groups in the early two thousands, those that I just named, including people under the stairs were like new school again, new school at the time of what like a tribe called quest was or De La soul or, you know, groups like that. Um, very positive, you know, lyrics that most of them have. And same with people under the stairs on this album. They're, they're just about having a good time, you know, partying up, but they also spit too. And that's, you know, like those old school groups that I mentioned, you know, they always were having a good time, but they'll let you know too. Like, you know, don't fuck around. We take this hip hop shit real serious. Well, that's one and double K take this hip hop shit real serious. And, So this is their third album. They had two albums before this that did pretty good, made some noise, but this is like their magnum opus, all right? This is like, granted, they had albums after this that some of them I think are, you know, considered maybe even a little bit better, but this is my personal favorite album from People Under the Stairs. It's just, it's a fucking masterpiece, and that's why I picked it to do it. And uh, they had three singles on this album. They had Jappy Jap, released March 9th, 2002. They had OST. OST stands for Original Soundtrack, by the way. Uh, That was released uh, also in 2002, as well as quite possibly their most famous song. I would say it's their most famous song, Acid Raindrops, which is how I first even heard of this group was that song, Acid Raindrops. Me be, me being a Buddha head, you know, when you'd hear a song that was about smoking, you were like, cool, well, this one, you know, hell yeah, Acid Raindrops is all about smoking that green, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, so it was released on OM Records, which is a, you know, independent label, and they released four albums, I believe, on OM Records, and uh, this isn't even in the first album I bought from people under the stairs I actually bought the collective the OM years which was like a greatest hits and then after that I bought OST and um I fell in love with this album I'm not I ain't even gonna front like going back deciding to do an album review on this and listening to it again I hadn't listened to it in so long and man I've been jamming just fucking loving this shit. It's such a good album. Got me back in, started listening to their other shit too. I forgot just how good people under the stairs are. Um, I So they're from the West Coast, right? They're from Crescent Heights. and But, you know, obviously they're not your typical West Coast MCs. They fall into that subgenre, which I've explained on other episodes like MC Renner, King T's uh, episodes. You know, there's those kind of other... I guess what you would consider kind of hipster rap or whatever, like, you know, Farside or Souls of Mischief and the whole Hieroglyphics crew. Well, people under the stairs were kind of just like, at the time, a newer kind of extension of of that. And they still represented, 
you know, California and L.A. to the fullest. But they did it their way. And OST, man, God, I love this album. Let's get into it. You know, let's not speak on it anymore. Just kind of wanted to give you a little kind of dialogue on what, uh, who people under the stairs are and what their music is kind of like and what to expect on this album. And yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's jump on into this bad boy. So our first song that we have on this album is their intro. Okay. So their intro is pretty cool. It starts off. It's got like a guy kind of singing and it says, are you on dope or something? And this other guy answers, yes. And the other guy goes, what kind? Musical dope. And then he goes, are you on a trip? Yes. What kind of trip? Music. And letting you know right off the bat, like people under the stairs are like so dedicated to their music, to hip hop. I mean, they're as true as it gets. You know what I mean? And I love that. I absolutely love everything about it. And so on top of that little intro, it then breaks into a beat and this one and double K start rapping and basically getting you ready for the album. You know, the, they're a very good duo. Okay. You can tell they have chemistry. You can tell that they are best friends and they bounce off each other real well. And that's what this intro is when they rap, you know, this one goes first Double K comes right after him, pretty much just laying down the foundation for what's going to be the album, just spitting lyrics, letting you know. And the cool thing is, is so this one is definitely 100% the more true MC out of the group. Remember, Double K is the DJ too. Double K is also a phenomenal MC. There are definitely songs that he... I would say does better, but for the most part, this one is the one that you really, really want to listen to because his lyrics are on point, very sharp, and definitely has just he has a presence to him that you're like, yeah, this one is a true MC, 100%. No, no ifs, ands, or buts about it, you know. But that doesn't mean that Double K doesn't do his thing either, and. Double K has obviously the lower voice out of the two. And yeah, I mean, it's just, that's kind of your intro. Starts off with the whole little musical dope and breaks into the little song. And then, you know, it even ends with, we present to you people under the stairs. And then it breaks into the next song. Anyway, let's play that clip from number one, the intro to OST from 2002, People Under the Stairs. Hit it. Are you on dope? Yes. What kind? Musical dope. You get high? Yes. Off of what? Music. Are you on a trip or something? Yes. What kind of a trip? Music. All right, and we are back with some more of that musical dope coming at you, going into number two. We got a song called Jappy Jap. Now, this is a pretty funny song. I, I I like the premise, and that's what I like. They give odes to the old school, whether it's old school hip-hop, the beginnings, old school R&B and soul. I mean, this is they're, they're constantly letting you know, like, hey, we respect what came before us, and that's why we do what we do. 
you know, we just love this shit so much and we just want to give props to the people that came before us, which is pretty much what I'm all about. I mean, I'm literally doing this podcast to give props to these legends in hip hop. So, I mean, an album like this for me, I'm like, hell yeah, I'm right there with you guys. What's up? So, Jappy Jap is kind of an ode to the old school. It samples MC Shan saying, a brother who's known for his rap. So, in the song uh, from MC Shan, The Bridge, um, he even says in there, a brother who's known for his rap. Jappy Jap, and then the beat kind of goes, and then MC Shan keeps rapping. Well, people under the stairs decided to just call this song Jappy Jap, and they sample uh, MC Shan saying, a brother who's known for his rap, and then Double K will come in and be like, Jappy Jap, and then they just rap. They just, I mean, again, this is a lyricist dream, uh, this album. And it's, uh, you know, like I said, it's an ode to... To the old school, them kind of just kicking it once again. Double K and Thess One just trading verses back and back, and basically letting you know like they they are they are those brothers known known for for the rap. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and just giving love to to hip hop. I mean, you will feel the love that these two have for hip hop on every album they have, but especially this one. It, it's 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 lovely. Honestly, it's, it's a refreshing take. And I love that during an era where there wasn't much of this anymore, you had a group like this people under the stairs coming out with stuff like this. I mean, at the time me buying this album, I kind of like learned a lot. I would say about things they would talk about, or, you know, I, I wasn't listening to much MC Shan at that time, but then I went and listened to it. You know what I mean? Cause I was like, what is this about? Um, and even in their linear notes of this album, you know, that's one talking about, you know, basically saying hip hop was b- born from sampling and that, they're going to keep this alive and they're going to call out people that they don't think are keeping hip hop alive or not even basically giving respect to the people that made it possible to do this. You know, they're the torch carriers as they call themselves anyway. So without further ado, let's get into number two, Jappy Jap and play that clip right about now. Let's go. In the lab coat, don't think I'm just chilling. I'm rubbing my palms together. Got plans on taking the feeling like my nigga in it. If it ain't rough, it ain't me. And if the beat ain't knocking you over, you know it ain't the beat. Guaranteed to be stock like And we are back. That leads us into number three, which is a song called The Suit for Beaver, Part One. So you might be like, what the fuck does that mean? Alright. Again, this is them always giving an ode to who came before them. So this is basically a a jazz ode style dedicated to uh, kind of a obscure artist named Willie Hale, known as Little Beaver. Um, and this is so they even do samples and kind of similar 
to his work, uh, Get in the Party Life, and uh, I Can Dig It, Baby. So there's this part one, part two comes right after this. So part one is, uh, it's an extremely laid back track, okay? There's a lot of different, and that's what I like about this hip hop. I did forget to say with Jappy Jap, it's definitely a very like energetic beat. And the samples they use in this album, like I said, you know, sometimes in the 90s, people were just kind of reusing samples and this and that. But like stuff I hear from people under the stairs, I've honestly had never heard before. And that's what I like it. It's like a fresh take, different samples that they've used. And um, yeah, I mean, there's even a story on this album that when they were doing a tour in Europe, they would go like in London to all these vinyl shops. Basically, this one and Double K would spend most of the money they got going to buy more vinyl so that they could create. And apparently, before this album was made, they had spent over $2,000 in one of these shops in London just buying all these vinyls, whether it was Jamaican reggae music or this, and they were just buying the shit. And that's why this album sounds so different i mean their other albums do too but this one specifically because they had spent so much money and so much time finding the most obscure samples you could to make this stuff and man is it just amazing it's an amazing thing anyway the suit for beaver part one right so it's got this real just kind of melatonin type beat and sampling like this is my life Uh uh-huh Uh huh. And this is basically this one in Double K just kind of uh, talking about trying to relieve all the stresses of a work week, you know, just trying to get done with the week. It's been a long, just a long time. Just, oh man, finally Friday, it's time to go let loose, you know, go party in Los Angeles, live the nightlife. And uh, yeah, and that's basically kind of what what happens like this one has a bunch of shit that he's dealing with on you know a friday afternoon and so does double k and they both you know can't wait to just go and cut loose and just you know just finally let the the stresses of the day and the week go by and just go party and have a good time like most of us like to do on a friday um so yeah Suit for for Beaver Part One. Let's play that clip uh, and just give you a little sound, and we'll get into the second part. Then, all right, ready, set, go. I live an analog lifestyle, sometimes it's wild. I wake up to see the sun, to hear my thoughts start to pile up. Man, it's rough being a young, cool man. Don't want to hear nobody trying to tell me what they're thinking at. Thinking and shaming, thinking that they're jamming and not. It's a hot day, so I proceed to go my way. Out of contact, turn up the beach and start to zone out. The phone's ringing. I knocked the phone out. All right, we are back. You hear that? You know, that that's a mellow. There's a lot of beats and a lot of songs that are on this album that just are kind of like they really just make you zone out or at least me that's one that i zone out and i just listen you know to this one and double k i think this one's um versus the best you know he's just talking about all the shit that he's dealing with you know he got stiffed from a promoter you know just having just having a hell of a day and it leads in 
to the next song called The Suit of Beaver, number two. And this is basically, they had their rough time. They were talking about how they couldn't wait to go cut loose. Well, the second part is them cutting loose. You know what I'm saying? And it's them at a bar, at a club, just enjoying their time. This one's having a Long Island iced tea, just trying to get a cutie. And it's, I mean, it's funny. And that's what I like. You know, they're good storytellers too. And it's, you know, the both of them put together. You can tell the first beat kind of sounds like it's a little like, ah, oh, you know, man. Then the second one's much more like kind of party atmosphere, chilling out, you know, just, and both of them, Talk about how they're just scoping their surroundings, sitting in wicker chairs, checking out ladies, having their drinks, you know, just, just you know, letting loose. And uh, I do like Suit of Beaver Part 1 better. I think I just like the beat better. But I do like the story between the two. It's split into two halves, and I think it's kind of just a great idea. It's an original idea. It's cool as hell. I like it. And uh, on that note, let's listen to The Suit of Beaver, part two, from People Under the Stairs, OST. Let's go. I walk and talk into friendly faces in my aces. Drinking beer, smoking beaties in the back with the bases. The place is packed, doubly stacked with ladies of nice acid. The only ice rock is in glasses. I move on, the DJ rocks a new song. People flood in the dance floor just to get their groove on. To that old funky and tough to speak up on. And welcome back. Let's keep this bad boy going again. So I forgot to say this, but there's 20 tracks on this album. Um, 20 fan fucking tastic tracks. Like sometimes when albums are this long, it, it feels too long. I said the same thing about Granddaddy IU's album, and even that one to a degree can sometimes feel like a, just a little, little long, little lengthy. Not with this one, man. Because it's such a fresh-sounding album compared to most, it's it's like uh, it's like a breath of fresh air. And you know, when it gets done, you kind of wish there was more, honestly. So uh, that's just how chill people under the stairs are. And speaking of chill, that leads us in to number five, the title track to the album OST original soundtrack. Uh, it's featuring uh, dance hall singer Odell. So he does the little reggae parts uh, and for the hook, does a little part at the end of the song too. It's super dope. Uh, Odell does great on this. The reggae feel to it is amazing, but the beat is so just chill. All right. I mean, this is one of my favorite tracks off of, you know, the whole the whole album and the thing is is OST again I always say your title track has to be you know on point and this just has that feel to it I don't know it's like sometimes I get a nostalgic feeling listening to it even when I first heard it and it's like the remnants of hip-hop and you know you got Odell and the hook going like original soundtrack may got you know just sounding amazing this one just once again, kicking lyrics, double K, kicking lyrics, just, you know, it's basically telling you original. They're talking about um, just what it is to be people under the stairs and what hip hop and music means to them, you know, and I like the Jamaican vibe on it. The lyrics are 
awesome. It's one of the best beats on the whole album. It's one of their best songs in general. Absolutely, 100% love this song. So, without further ado, you know what I gots to do. Hit you with that clip. Ain't that right? Let's go. Let's listen to that bad boy right about now. OST featuring Odell. People under the stairs from the album OST. 2002. Let's go. The original soundtrack. I know we know part two. It's no disrespect. Yo, to my knowledge and understanding, we the ones that demand it. Commanding the tracks, man, handle wax when it's dug for. Smoking when we on tour. The encore you praise for. I plays more. Plays more. Before I can say more. That's just the way I am, and that's the way that I rock. And just like that, we are back. And let's keep this bad boy going. You know what I'm saying. All right, enough of that. So the next track we have is number six, Empty Bottles of Water. So this song is, you know, kind of like the two, once again, just trying to seek solace over, you know, the rigmarole that can, the, that can consume the lives, you know. And Double K kind of raps about, relieving his stress through smoking some weed the two are very much into smoking weed but you can tell that double k likes to smoke it just just a little bit more he's mostly the one that's making references to smoking uh most of the time and he uh you know talks about smoking and kind of just yeah and that's that's one he raps about Basically, having a physical departure, traveling to a beach where the waves sound like the ultimate breaks and beats and stuff like that. And uh, it's just kind of them getting getting uh, a little funky, talking about just ways that they relieve the stress of the everyday life that they have to deal with, you know, that we all deal with. And, you know, just uh, this one's got an eerie beat to it as well, you know, and... So, again, I like the way they pair these beats. And I'm sure they heard the beats and even thought, like, oh, we got to rap about, you know, the the stresses of life and how we relieve our stress. You know what I mean? And um, I at least that's how it sounds to me. Because when you hear this beat, obviously you're not going to be rapping about, like, having a party in great old times. You know, it's definitely got a very, like, bittersweet kind of just... And I don't even want to say eerie because you don't get an eerie feeling. It just it just has, you know, a lot of beats on here. They just kind of make you feel a certain way that it's hard to put into words what it is. It's just, at least for me anyway, when I listen, Empty Bottles of Water is one of those songs. Again, it's another zone out song where you just, that beat's just rolling. And again, that's one. There's just something about these beats that that's one when he's going. He's the one that really will make you just zone out. But uh, Double K... I think is right on par with him on this song, you know, cause double K can make you do the same thing, especially when he's rapping on some psychedelic funkadelic type shit, you know, just smoking his green. That's double K is the one that a lot of us can relate to and be like, yeah, man, that's what I do too. You know, get done with work or, you know, get done with this. Oh man, I'm a little stressed. It'll roll one up. This one will kind of just go off and you're like, Oh man, that's just kind of all right. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, that's why I tend to zone out on him more and just kind of listen to the shit he's saying because uh, that's one someone you got to listen to more than a couple times and you'll catch shit each time. You know what I mean? I love that. I love that type. I love those type of MCs. Um, 
So on that note, let's uh, take a listen to Empty Bottles of Water from OST, People Under the Stairs. Hit it. Man sitting alone's crazy, sometimes amazing. Physical on the couch, but mentally going crazy. And in the grass, staring through the glass, filled with time. It's hanging in the air, but it really ain't there. My rhyme was dope a couple seconds ago. Couldn't even pee my own flow. Sometimes that's how it goes. Don't even catch myself when I'm wandering around the badlands, being a bad man. Looking for a new- All right, and we are back. That leads us into our next track titled Jim Jr. So. This is just kind of a skit, little interlude. It's got this guy talking. I'm assuming it's Jim Jr. And he's just talking about how people will ask for a dollar or ask for $2. And he's going off about how he only has $4. And if he gives you two, then he's half out and he needs his $4. And yeah, anyway, uh, it's 46 seconds, just a little, little clip in there. I ain't gonna lie, most of the time I just skip right on by this bad boy. But it is a nice little segue into the song after that. So, you know, sometimes those skits really go into the next song very well. So sometimes I let that happen. And again, it's 46 seconds, so I just kind of let it play most of the time. But uh, anyway, not much more to say. Let's just play a little clip of that. Jim Jr. from OST, People Under the Stairs. Play that. If they ask me three or four times, they just keep bugging me and bugging me, and I keep telling them, I say, well, I can't do this, so-and-so. Just like a guy asked me for uh, a couple of dollars. Maybe I got a couple of dollars in my pocket. Or four. And we are back in effect. Leading us into number eight, the song called The Outrage. All right, straight up. This is one of my favorite songs off the whole motherfucking album. The beat is awesome. I, I, again, it's hard to put a lot of these samples and beats that they have into words. So, like, you know, the beat kind of starts. It's got, like, this old kind of 70s, like, funk feel to it. And then it breaks in and just has this awesome sample that kind of just, to me, sounds like a wave of something. But uh, the outrage is nice man this is a fucking okay so they've been having a good time just partying rapping about life you know smoking just having a good time man the outrage let me tell you they lay it all the motherfucker out on this one especially this one um so it's kind of uh got this basically what had happened is a los angeles weekly author oliver o dub wang he basically said uh in a in his in a in a thing about people under the stairs that he thought that they were kind of i don't know i guess basically criticized their last album question in the form of an answer and you know people under the stairs uh that's one and double k took that uh some type of way uh took offense to that as they would say and so he really called him out on this one. Um, call you basically saying, "I got my piece under the seat for any Oliver Marcus twang." Um, call up the homie O Dub said it's time to bring the pain. You know, basically sending these little shots at uh, this guy. And when OST came out, I guess what I've read is they sent an advanced copy of the album to Wang with more disses written on the album. And, uh, yeah, and apparently the, 
that's one and Wang ended up meeting and figuring it all out. I guess they became good friends. So nonetheless, it's all uh, water under the bridge. But um, you can hear on this one that this one is he's pissed. You know, the song's called The Outrage. He's going after somebody. I never knew that that was what all that meant until I did some more research on this album. But uh, nonetheless, I was it, it was very interesting to find that out that uh, they were, you know, especially this one being like, hey, man, fuck you, dude. Fuck what you said about our album. What you got to say about this one? And this album obviously was very successful as far as an underground act goes. You know, people under the stairs did. They toured pretty much most of the time and they toured with, you know, pretty relevant groups you know it wasn't like they were doing just solely underground shit you know people under the stairs again they're west coast wise yeah they're in that like subgenre. but like i said like jurassic five dilated peoples i'd even say atmosphere you know groups like that uh just kind of contemporary odes to old school their their own type of flow doesn't sound like what everybody else was doing at the time anyway uh, let's play a clip of the outrage before I keep talking about how awesome this song is. And you're probably sitting there like, well, I want to hear it. Well, don't worry. You about to hear it right now. Outrage from people under the stairs off OST from 2000 motherfucking two hit it. Electrical medical metal made Minimal beat play freshly made Each day with hands in the crates Like kids on cookie plates The rookies wait but I won't retire till I make Tracks deep in the tape Recorded like Watergate On the map like a thumbtack to navigate High states to delegate Rap to elevate Delicate mind debates With celibate beat tapes They don't touch I crush the crutch of personas Alright, we are back And that leads us into our next track It's, oh my goodness gracious A song titled the Hang Loose. So The Hang Loose is definitely one of their most popular songs. Um, definitely a staple at their shows. Uh, Hang Loose is not, you know, a lot of their stuff is odes to old music. This one is like a huge ode to like what I call classic hip hop. So you got the golden era, you know, late 80s, you know, early 90s, mid 90s. Uh, definitely old school. And then you have what I call classic rap. And that's like the beginnings, you know, from like the late 70s, early 80s. And this song is 100% an ode straight to them, like the Furious Five and all the Treacherous Three, Cold Crush Brothers, you know, everybody, the, the Funky Four Plus One, Fearless, you know, Fearless Four, all the whole, all that. This is basically an ode to them. And they even, Curtis Blow, they even rap. Just like them, you know, the beat has like a good times type of sound to it, like most of those beats back in the day did. And it's got just a, it's a happy it's a happy feeling song. I ain't gonna lie. And you know the way they're rapping, you know, is like now Double K shines on this one. This is that song that he shines the best to me because of his voice. He has that deep voice, kind of like Melly Mel or Cool Mo D did. You know where they could be like. Well, now it's time to let you understand. I got a leather full of pleather and you know I'm the man. Double K, you know, again, just that type of rap. And Double K shines. He shines on this song. His verse is definitely the best. Not that this one doesn't, but this is one of those times where Double K is the one that you're listening to the most. And it's awesome. It's, it's, it's a great song. 
awesome ode to the classic hip hop and uh yeah one of the best uh, one of their best known songs for sure so on that note let's play a clip of number 9 the hang loose from people under the stairs you'll play that I'm a cool Latin lover, Libra disco king And the ladies all scream when I'm on the scene I got a gold-plated plane to fly around the world Just to pick up the mothers of fine little girls I'm in the house, y'all, and it's a family event And you can bring your sister, she could clip my head If she ain't dead, well then I'm shit out of luck I'm in the house with Mickey Mouse and a Donald Duck You like a rerun, trying to catch my truck All right, and we are back. Like I said, that one's got a party. That's like a barbecue, you know, summertime party. You throw that bad boy on, people are going to, they're going to hang loose. You know what I'm saying? I love that. Love that song. That gets us into number 10, titled The Double K Show. So again, you heard me say it on other albums. Back in the day, if you had a DJ, you had to give them their props. You had to have that song for them. You know, just like, just like Granddaddy you had for KC or... You know, all those, you, you you just, you had to have a song where you were like, all right, let the DJ do his thing. Well, Double K not only does his thing on the turntables, but again, he's a dual threat. So he lets you know, while he's on the turntables, he also wrecks it on the mic. And, yo, it's a good song. Double K, definitely, this is all for him. And he does his thing. You know, it starts with this one saying it's not turntablism. And the beat's got like an old school feel to it again. And again, on this album, a lot of people will say it sounds like uh, like old. Or they'll say sampling's old school. But like, again, uh, yes, it doesn't sound like most hip-hop. But it doesn't sound really old, you know, for its time either. It just sounds like it's a different type of hip-hop. And that's probably because of all the crazy samples they used. Anyway, uh, yeah, Double K's Time to Shine on number 10, and it uh, definitely does. He is a supreme DJ. Uh, some of his cuts and his scratches on this album are fucking phenomenal. So as this one usually takes the cake for being an MC, Double K, you know, he, he's, he's, that, he's that dude on the wheels of steel, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's as simple as that. So let's play that clip from Double K, The Double K Show, number 10, OST. Let's go. It's not turntablism. It's not turntablism. It's just what it is. You got a DJ, I guess that's nice. He practices stunts while my rolls fat blunts. And dice is the ones that twos, Double K, Trouble and Cruise, they can't understand the way. And yo, we are back. And that leads us into the next song, a song titled Tales of Kid Drunkaholic. All right? So uh, that's number 11, Tales of Kid Drunkaholic. Now, this is Double K, all right? They all like to have a good time and cut loose, but you'll you'll hear mostly just like when it comes to smoking, you know, Double K, he's he's talking about drinking a lot, too. I mean, they just like the party. They like to have a good time. They love hip-hop. They love to rap. They love to drink. They love to smoke. And they love to, you know, look for women. And so this song is definitely a reference uh, to the album Tales of Kid Funkadelic by Funkadelic, which happened to be Double K's favorite group. So, uh, again, another ode to... 
an old school group or uh, something that definitely had a huge influence on Double K. So, uh, again, I'm all here for it. I'm someone that does the same thing. I mean, I literally have an album called Resurrection of the Boom Bap that is an ode to my favorite MC, KRS-One's magnificent album, Return of the Boom Bap. So I'm all about paying homage to the pioneers before and having odes to these guys. So I'm definitely here for it. I definitely like this song. It's got a funky feel to it. Um, You know, it's got like a cool little just kind of just a beat where it kind of has like a an island vibe to it, I guess I would say. But I mean, it also kind of has like a feeling like you're a little tipsy and yeah, it's just double K rapping about just cutting loose and getting drunk. You know, it's just tales. He's telling you tales about all the shit that he's done while he's been drinking, you know, like, and it's cool because a lot of us can relate to it. You know, these guys at the time were in their early twenties, like most of us in our early twenties, that's, we just wanted to do the same thing. Just fucking drink, smoke, have fun and do our thing. So again, Great album, uh, especially for that, you know, and it's a good album that you can play at parties and stuff like that, and this is definitely one of those songs. Anyway, let's take a listen to Tales of Kid Drunkaholic from OST right about now. Let's go. English 800 or the genuine drag. Living a high life but still reserved when it's bad. You can say I have a problem and I say they help me solve. I'm drinking 40s with my naked dog and older dudes who bought them. It seems I have evolved into this party animal. I'll be drinking, talking shit while you pricks take it like Get off the mic and let me babble about the days of old. When I was young, you didn't know IT's could be. All right, and we are back and let's keep it rolling, y'all. Let's get into number 12. Keep it live. This beat. Okay, it's another one of those zone-out beats, but this whole song is kind of about how the the two of them have went through the struggles of people not believing in them, whether that's family, girlfriends, friends. It even starts with Double K on the phone with somebody and him going, yeah, I know I spend all my time at the studio. This is what, this is what we do, you know? No, I'm not going to get a job and spend all day at the Gap. I told you, hip-hop's what I do. And then he goes, you know, let's go listen to this one. And this one starts rapping about, you know, same shit about him hearing from people like, come on now, you're three albums deep. When are you getting paid? You know, how long are you going to do this? You know, he talks about him and Double K in 95, you know, writing rhymes and digging in the crates and looking for, you know, just basically the hardships that they've lost relationships and everything else because they've been going for this hip hop and that's just all they do. But people aren't believing in them and, uh, but they ain't going to stop, you know, they ain't going to stop. It's going to always be the two of them. It's going to be double K. That's one. It's going to be P U T S for life, you know, and, uh, keep it live. It's, it's a solid song. I really like this song too. I like everything behind it about, you know, we've all been there when people don't believe in what you're doing. You know, me even making this podcast, I had people being like, oh, well, you know, you got to buy all that equipment. And, you know, there's a lot of podcasts out there, man. You know, maybe you shouldn't do this and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, fuck you. I like hip hop and I want to tell people about it. Maybe people that either already know or don't. Anyway, 
yeah, keep it live. I really feel this one. I feel this one to my core, and I'm 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 with I'm with uh, people under the stairs on this one. You know what I'm saying? Prove the people wrong. Prove the haters wrong. That's that's what you gotta do. Keep it live. And on that note, let's let's play number twelve. Keep it live from people under the stairs. Hit it. It was me and Double K in my room in 95, beatboxing on the mic, recording the tape live. Before we arrived on the scene, you know what I mean. When it was all about, I forgot, man, forget it. See, now the P is sweated as a global event, but it seems those closest to me seem the least to care. When it was raw, raw, y'all can do it back in the day. Now it's like. All right, and we are back, and we're going to keep on moving into number 13. All right, so on number 12, at the end of the song, at this nice mellow beat, you know, with the piano playing and everything, and you're like, man, I feel you guys. It has this little, like, drum solo that just goes for, like, you know, 45 seconds, minute, or whatever it is. And, uh, it, you know, it's playing, it's playing, and it basically leads into the next song, number 13, The Dig. All right, look. There's been really good songs on this album. Fantastic. Amazing. Can't none of them fuck with this song right here, okay? Now, this isn't even considered one of their biggest songs. This is just me, personally. I absolutely love this song to death. It encompasses everything that is hip-hop. This is the most hip-hop song I... like. In just it's just one of the most hip hop songs of all time, the dig. So you've heard me refer to this throughout this album, digging in the crates, looking for vinyl. This whole song is about that, right? This one talking about going into shops, spending all of his money on finding these records. You know, even the hook of this song is, "I'm two weeks late paying my rent, digging in the crates. I'm thinking about the past and the present." digging in the crates and now my fucking money's being spent and then it samples again digging in the crates um i can relate to this so much you know in my early 20s i was just spending so much time dedicated to hip-hop that i would be two weeks late paying the rent i would you know be spending all my money to try to get you know shit going on i also Love this because of just how hip-hop it is in general. Just them digging, looking, you know. And on top of everything, though, this is the most fucking raw beat out of the whole thing. So it starts off, it's got like this little, you know, just kind of flute sound. And then it breaks in and the drums and the everything, the samples on this song is just so fucking dope. And once again, this one just absolutely annihilates this whole song. Like, oh my God, and the beat is just, I can't begin to explain how good the beat is, man. And then when Double K comes in, the beat switches and goes into a whole different type of sound, still keeping the similar, but it basically breaks breaks down and Double K talks about like digging through the green, yellow, and blue crates like I've never done it before, got records scattered on the floor, talking about painting a picture about his apartment just having, you know, all these vinyl records laying all over the place in the bathroom, stacks in the hallway, and, you know, basically going like, I spend $10 on some smoke, you know where the rest of my money goes, straight to vinyl, and, uh, it, dude, it's one of the most fucking lovely, dope, 
songs on this album. I love this song. This is my all-time favorite People Under the Stairs song. Again, just me. I've talked to a lot of people, and a lot of people don't ever say this song. You know, they'll say San Francisco Nights, or, you know, they'll say The Cat, or something like that. Or there's there's a song coming up in this uh, album. You heard me say one of their releases. Most people will say Acid Raindrops is their favorite song. And that's okay. I can agree in, with all that. But for me, it's The Dig. The Dig is so good. And you know what? I've been blabbering too long. You need to hear this. Number 13, The Dig. Play that shit right now. We got 40 crates, black plates, rare grooves, breaks, no 78s, Vietnam, ever United States, American funk, private label, I made your turntable, sunken treasures, sitting in the four four measures. Now life's only pleasures, is digging, I do it often. So when I die, don't cry, I put my records in a coffin and bury me next to a very big tree with my NPC. So they won't warp as a corpse, remember me as a daily beat digger. All right, and we are back, and that leads us, hold on, before it even leads us, I know you got to go listen to that song, man. The Dig. Go listen to it. That's it. I I ain't going to spend no more time on it because I talked about that one. But I knew I was going to talk about The Dig the most. I just, I, again, when I got back in to go listen to this uh, album to do this episode again, man, when that fucking song hit, I mean, like, it literally almost brings tears to my eyes at how fucking good it is. Anyway... On that note, let's go into the next one. The next one's uh, number 14 called The Heat. And so The Heat is basically them uh, making fun of nowadays rappers. Like them going, come on, man, why don't you rap about that gangster shit, you know, whatever. And it's got like a real simple like beat. And it's, you know, them rapping like supersonic. I come through by, you know, like and I lift weights and just them, you know, you could tell they were, it was like a joke thing that they obviously decided to just be like, fuck it, put it on there. It's funny. And so they did. And, um, yeah, on that note, I ain't going to talk about it too much cause there's not really too much to talk about it, but we will play that clip. And, uh, yeah, let's play that. The heat from OST people under the stairs, 2002, Let's go. Super scientific, scary. I'm tough. You scared of me? I'm so rough. I'm buff. I lift weights in the morning. Tell them how many eyes you got. I got six. And I'm looking at your crew. Here at B and B recording. All right, and we are back. And that leads us into our next track called Montego Slay. And once again, Montego Slay. So this has a very islandy sound to it, for for real. Like this sounds like they're in the Caribbean. Just uh, you know, it's it's got some jazz, you know, horns on there and everything. But uh, from what I read about this song, is basically they kind of put these samples together, like, and it was very like minuscule like 20 second samples and kind of from the from this jamaican uh uh, vinyl that they had gotten and pieced it together with some other samples to form just a completely different sounding song and uh yeah it's it's uh it's crazy and it has such a islandy feel to it and it has a good feel to it and uh, it's pretty much just them like, hey, you know, just 
let the people under the stairs just rock your world. Let them just listen to us and cool out and chill out. And, you know, this one's definitely a good vibe, good vibe song. I picture them just kind of in Hawaiian shirts just on a beach, you know, while this one's having a Long Island iced tea, you know. And uh, and Double K sparking up one, you know, got himself a beer. Um, yeah. It's uh, definitely one of their most popular songs, for sure. One of the most popular songs off the album. Rightfully so. It's just got a good feel to it. Good feeling. So let's take a listen to Montego Slay from OST, People Under the Stairs, right about now. We tackle rhymes like your life lays time. We trying to get it up. We got to fill up. Before it's all gone, the song remains on Until the beat stops, never mind No need to remind, you know who we be Yo, it's the capital G's Putting the P's in hip-hop Saying hi to the hoes who wear Hardly any clothes Here's looking at you Watching you, watching you And we are back in effect like Rex Yo, coming into the next track Number 16, titled The L.A. Song So, you can guess what this song's all about, right? Um, this is all about Los Angeles And... The two just give props to the city they're from, Los Angeles. So they even start Double K's talking because they had a song called San Francisco Nights on their first album. So they even say about Double K's like, yeah, people be coming up to me like, y'all from San Francisco, right? And he's like, you know, we show love to all the places in California. But when it comes to this one and Double K, LA's where it all goes down. And then Double K just starts rapping about you know, growing up in Crescent Heights and all the places he'd go and just paints a picture of L.A., even ends, you know, signing off as Double K from the home of the body bags. And then the sample is just L.A., everybody in the house, shut the fuck up. And um, the beat is super dope. I mean, it's very laid back, but it's definitely got like, you know... it just maybe it's because they're rapping about LA. To me, it has an LA feel to it. But uh, again, one of the best songs on the whole album, no doubt about it. The LA song, one of my favorites. Uh, and this one comes in, and he raps about all the places he goes. You know, he's got one where he goes. Uh, he shouts out a Mexican place that he goes to eat, and he says how he eats there and not Taco Bell. And the places he goes to get his clothes and, you know, all the other uh, stuff. And uh, basically, like I said, just giving love, giving love to Los Angeles. And, I mean, it's a it's a fucking dope ode to a city song. I, I think it's right up there with, uh, you know, any of the other songs about L.A. on that note. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, let's play a clip from the L.A. song number 16 from People Under the Stairs. Let's go. Who want tests? We licking off shots in the West. We make believers out the best. Lay the week to rest. In Southern California, I ain't no place like this. Have the stuff y'all do when we created the shit. So don't be sagging, young buck, in the presence of this. Don't even come from the city and you running your lip. I'm about to make a call, get the news van out. Explain the Trisha Toyota on how your crew ran out. We coming live from the Trey 2-3. And yo, we are back. And that leads us into number 17. We're almost there, y'all. Called Eight is Enough. So Eight is Enough is uh, definitely a much more boom bapish, hardcore-ish. I would say it sounds very East Coast-ish uh, type of hip-hop. But um, it's just a very braggatocious uh, song. You know, Double K and this one just, you know, 
bragging about, you know, just how dope they are. You know, one of those songs. And uh, being as a classic throwback group as they are, obviously they have plenty of songs like that. This is one of them. So it's a good beat, good song. Uh, definitely um, not a skipping song, but for some reason I find myself skipping this song a lot. And uh, maybe it's because of the songs, the songs that come after it. Um, but, you know, nonetheless, it's, it's still a solid song. This is a really good album. This is a playthrough all the way album. This one is definitely one where you kind of are like, eh, you know, whatever. And maybe it's because the beat isn't as incredible as all the other ones. Like the other ones just have a certain feel to it. That's different. And they just have a vibe and they make you have a feeling that this one's just maybe not like that, at least for me anyway. But, uh, yeah, anyway, that's. Lyric-wise, it's on point. I mean, and throughout the whole album, lyric-wise, there, you know, you're you're getting your money's worth lyric-wise, no matter what they're on. And definitely with this one, beat-wise, it's just you know a little bit not as good as the other ones. At least again, just for me. But uh, I'll let you be the judge. Let's play that clip number seventeen. Eight is enough from People Under the Stairs. OST two thousand two. Go. One, I'm unexplainable, but able to. And we are back. And that leads us into number 18. Probably their most famous song of all time. I've been telling you about it, now it's time. Titled, Acid Raindrops, featuring Camel MC. So, again, this was my introduction to the group. This is a lot of people's introduction to the group, unless you were, you know, a fan of them before OST. Then, you know, maybe San Francisco Nights or some of those other songs, especially maybe Question in the Form of an Answer, that album. But for most people, Acid Raindrops. This is a staple at their shows, too. Um, You know, back in the day when I got this album, my friends went nuts. So my friends, a lot of times, they didn't really search out hip-hop. They would just wait for me to show them something or whatever, and either they'd like it or there'd be some stuff where they'd be like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. This ain't just ain't my thing. It sounds like some of the other shit, you know, whatever. Well, people under the stairs uh, in my small town that I grew up in, man, let me tell you, I had fucking Hicks and everybody else that normally wouldn't listen to hip hop that normally I wouldn't even fuck with. Somehow they had, you know... I ain't gonna lie, I would have the album, someone would want it, they'd burn it, and then copies of it would just kind of float around, and I feel bad saying it because this one even has a lyric uh, on one of the songs on this album where he's like, I worked too fucking hard for you to download my song, so I'm sorry, this. I'm sorry, Double K, but yes, I definitely burned CDs back in the day, and uh, so this, this album floated around my small community because... You know, someone would burn it from me, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, I'd be going to a party, and some fucking hillbilly dude that I'd usually never fuck with would be rolling up in their big jacked-up truck, and there'd fucking be acid raindrops playing, you know? And they'd be like, I fucking love people under the stairs, you know? like, And uh, uh, so, I mean, and rightfully so, I don't know how you can't love this song, especially if you're a Buddha head. 
and you be smoking because, um, you know, that's what this song is about. I mean, the hook is literally when the stress burns my brain, just like acid raindrops. Mary Jane is the only thing that li- that makes the pain stop. I let the music take over my mind, body and soul, kick back, relax. And, you know, just again. And the beat is just I mean, it's a smoker's beat. It's very mellow, laid back. You know, you're in a room just chilling out, listening to uh, these three rip it. Camel MC goes first. Uh he absolutely does fantastic in his verse. Um, you know, he ends his verse with like, I'm outro, call me when you want to blaze one up. He's the one that does the hook where when the stress burns, my brain just like acid rain drops. And then this one is the one that goes, just let the music take over your mind, body, and soul. And then Double K comes in and sit back, relax, you know. Uh, yeah, so all three of them do. And they all say each other's name too, you know. Then this one comes in. Um after that and talks about you know hanging with camel and hanging with double k and just smoking and just you know just letting the mary jane relieve the stress you know uh you know la hit me one time make it funky uh, and then double k comes in at the end and we already know double k likes to drink and smoke and have a good time so um he just raps about different weed that he smokes and this and that and uh it's just a chill song super i mean i've never met anybody whether they were a smoker or not who wasn't just like man this is a laid this is a dope track this laid back this cool as fuck like i said most of these hillbilly motherfuckers that were listening to this shit they didn't smoke they just liked it they like they liked the feel of it and i'm like man people under the stairs literally just transition transitions just normal hip-hop heads i'm like we got some motherfucking straight hicks just rolling to people under the stairs and i mean they listened to the whole album i mean i remember going places and hearing the la song or empty bottles of water and just you know certain you know and that's people under the stairs man they just uh they just had a way and especially this song acid raindrops um like i said my friend group they they would play this shit we had a girl that we were friends with and she would just play this shit over and over and over almost to the point where we were like, okay, we're done with acid raindrops now. But nonetheless, it was a staple smoking song for us back in the day. And on that note, let's listen to number 18 acid raindrops featuring camel MC from people under the stairs. OST hit it. When the stress burns my brain, just like acid raindrops, Mary Jane is the only thing that makes my pain stop. Just let the music take Make it funky, double down on my underground sound. I'm feeling lucky for this jackpot, a jackpot to fill in my crates. We laid back, chilling and feeling the music relates. We on the to the two, hanging with my crew, bullshitting while we sitting down. All right, you hear that, right, man? That's a mellow. Yeah, you want, yeah, yeah, you want to go light one up, don't you? Um. Anyway, let's get into number 19, second to last track called the Joyride, and once again. This is why I said after eight is enough. Maybe it's the the last three songs that you want to get to because the last three songs, are fucking dope. I mean, again, Acid Raindrops is one of the best songs on the whole album, and the Joyride is one of my personal favorite songs off the album. Um, an amazing beat, up pace, fast. Once again, this one is ripping this this track apart. Double K is absolutely ripping this track apart. Um, 
And it's kind of just them like come on, come come for a joy ride with the with the P U T S and uh, super catchy hook. You know them going like it's the P professional and the U. You know just going through their name and all this other stuff. And yeah, man, the joy ride beat is one of the best beats on the album. I'm a huge fan of this song. Again, another song that I don't really hear too many fans of people under the stairs talk about. But again, everybody has different shit that they like and for me sometimes i find myself in a small group of people that might be like hell yeah dude that's saw joyride fuck yeah where people like it but you know they it, i just maybe it just doesn't stick out as much to them it does to me i love the joyride i love the rapping i love the way they're spitting on this one um it's just it's just a fire track for real i mean it's 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 dope and uh on that note I ain't even gonna funk around with it anymore. Let's play that number 19, the joyride from people under the stairs. Hit it! Yo, we are back, which leads us to the final track of this 20-track album titled The Breakdown, featuring Hednotic on bass. So, as you've heard on this album, there's really only two people being featured. You got Odell on OST number 5, Camel MC on number 18, Acid Raindrops. So this one's featuring someone, but it's just them on bass, on the bass guitar. So... Um, other than that, uh, the breakdown, um, perfect song to end. This one's definitely a very mellow, melodic type, uh, beat too. Um, you can tell it's got a sample, kind of like a xylophone or like the little, you know, bells, uh, whatever the hell you want to call them. Um, and this one is once again, just kind of, so, you know, the hang loose was an ode to classic hip hop and Jappy Jap was kind of an ode to, um, you know, that late 80s type hip hop. Uh, Breakdown is kind of um, an ode to the 90s hip hop. Granted, they had a few songs like that on here anyway, but, you know, this one even raps on this like, um, back then three times was dope and MTV was yo, you know, basically referring to yo MTV raps um, and the group three times dope. He also touches on you know this is for those that remember the breakup of third base so talking about you know just uh the the mcs that they looked up to and kind of what i view is them kind of entering their high school years and that type of hip-hop that they were listening to and uh yeah the beats dope it's definitely got kind of uh uh, its own vibe to it, like a lot of these songs do. Uh, like I've explained, this one's definitely one of those. Um, but nonetheless, great sampling, great rapping. Uh, Double K is right on par with this one on this one, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and it's just, uh, you know, it's a great end to to uh, this fantastic album. So on that note, let's play a clip of number twenty, the breakdown. Featuring Hednotic on bass guitar. Uh, play that. They said, tap the bottle land, twist. 
rips the cap off in your nugget. It's the rugged book report slanger. I'm a banger, the kind you keep in your disc changer. The best buy for your greenbacks. We make a ease back. Push that album release back and rethink while I'm remaxing one of them hot air joints floating over the city like the Goodyear pimp. And just like that, we are back, and that is the end of the album, guys. Man, is that just a great album. You know, check out all their albums, but among, you know, if you want to start from the beginning, I would definitely say, I think with anybody, you should probably start from the beginning, but um, if you, you know, they have a huge catalog. If you don't want to do that, I get it, but check OST out then. OST should be good enough to make you want to check their other stuff out, and you won't be, uh, you won't be mad that you did, you know? Um, but OST, man, this is definitely one of the best hip hop albums in the 2000s. Uh, I don't give a fuck what you say. You can tell me that Kanye West or this or that or not. You know, hell no. I'd rather listen to people under the stairs all day, bro. I mean, no disrespect to, to Kanye, but, uh, you know, this, this is my type of hip hop right here. People under the stairs. And, uh, I just, I love this album. I love their positive energy. I love that true MC, that DJ nature. And yeah, so that means, as always, you know what I gots to do. I got to pick them three. I'm going to take off and I got to pick my top three. Um, To pick the three to take off, surprisingly, as this may sound, wasn't that difficult to me. Picking my top three was the most difficult for me. Um, so the three I'm going to take off, uh, I'm going to take off eight is enough. You kind of heard me talk about that and how I, you know, I, I wasn't speaking so highly on that song as I was the other one. So that shouldn't come as too much of a surprise that I'm deciding to keep that one off. Um, again, nothing wrong with the song it's just you know it's just not one of my favorites on there and you know that's just this is how it is uh another one i'm going to take off is number 11 tales of kid drunkaholic um again i love the the verses on this i love hearing about double k just getting lit and just having a good time um the beat's good but it is a little bit repetitive i feel like the beat is with the loop of the sample um good song i definitely don't skip it but again uh not not in my top it's just not gonna it can't beat some of these other ones out and number 10 i'm also gonna take off the double k show uh that one you know it kind of pains me a little bit to take it off because that's some real classic hip-hop you know from the beat to the way that double k is cutting to the way that he's rapping you know the ode to the dj i'm always a big fan of those uh but again i can't i can't take the other ones off over those three that's that's the three i'm taking off so just to recap i'm taking number 17 eight is enough I'm taking number 11, Tales of Kid Drunkaholic, and I'm taking number 10, The Double K Show. Now, holy fucking shit, did this one take me a bit to figure out what I wanted for my top three. Um, So, (laughs) you can probably guess which one is definitely in the top three. Uh, So, we'll get that one out of the way right now. I have number 13, The Dig, in my top three. Number one, it's my favorite song of all time from them. It's my favorite song off this album. Uh, it's just 
a fantastic hip-hop song, and that's why it's definitely in my top three. And then after this, it got a little murky. So I was tempted to put Acid Raindrops in my top three just because of the hype around it and everything. But then when I really thought about it, I was like, I mean, obviously I love Acid Raindrops, but it's not one of my top three favorites off this album. And, you know, I pick my top three. I do this because I kind of want to hear what you guys end up liking, you know, whether you comment on uh, Facebook or Instagram or whatever. I kind of, I tell you what my three are, and then somebody else's could be completely different. I'd love to hear why. So I tell you why I picked my three. So I got the dig on there, and I ended up not putting Acid Raindrops in my top three, as I'm sure a lot of P.U.T.S. fans will be like, are you fucking kidding me? But hear me out. Also in my top three, you have to have OST, okay? Original soundtrack. Um, This beat and this song, I mean, you know how you've heard me say that some of these songs just have a vibe, it's hard to really explain, but this one just puts me in such a mood. I don't know, like the way the beat, the way Odell does the hook and does his verse and just the way that they double K and this one rip this, this beat is just, I don't know. It's a phenomenal song to me. And that's why I have it in my top three. And now here's where we really, you know, the, the first two didn't take me too long to really figure it out, especially the dig and OST is probably my second favorite song on the album. So that wasn't too hard, but here's where I really hit a problem. So it was kind of a toss up. I really liked the suit of Beaver part one. I really liked the outrage. Okay. And I really liked the joyride along with the LA song. So that's where I was stuck. And I had to try to kind of break it down. So I eventually was like, okay, the suit of Beaver part one's out. Got it. Then it was between joyride LA song and the outrage. Then I decided that the joyride was out. And so then I had it down to two. And this is where I was going back and forth so much on this. But in the end, I ended up picking the L.A. song as my third and final top three songs to keep on the album. Um, I really love the outrage. And it like I was really going back and forth. But after listening to both of them, I would listen to the outrage and I'd go listen to the L.A. song. And I was kind of going back in between them to try to figure it out. Uh, the L.A. song is just so fucking dope. And such an awesome ode to their city that, and the beat is so fucking just, just, I mean, it's fire. And I, I had to pick the LA song. I mean, I love the outrage cause I love that beat too. That beat is just absolutely amazing. And I love that they're taking shots at people and showcasing their lyrical ability, but I really like the ode to their city. So on that note, I have number 13, the dig. Okay. And then I got number five, OST. And then my final one was number 16, the L.A. song. That is my top three on the on the album. And holy shit, this might be the longest episode we've done yet, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, rightfully so, this album is a masterpiece. It's an underground gem. A lot of mainstream hip-hop listeners, even if they know old school music, like probably haven't heard this. You got to really go digging you gotta you know 
to find this. And not saying there's not, there's probably a lot of you that will listen to this and be like, yeah, no, we know what fuck people under the stairs are. And that's awesome. That means you're like a huge hip hop head. That's digging. Uh, if you don't know who they are, go listen to them. You will not be sorry about it. In fact, you'll probably thank me because it's going to open you up to a lot of, uh, of awesome music. They have tons of albums. All of their albums are dope. This one's my personal favorite, though, so that's why I decided to do a hip-hop album review on them. And anyway, as always, make sure you click subscribe, like, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Until next week, y'all, this is Straight the Clippa. This is Bring the Noise Podcast, and I am Audi 5000. Piggity, piggity, peace. One, two, three.